Um, I'm Zara. And I'm Farrell. <laughs> no, no need. <laughs> this is No Sir, No Ma'am, Skirt. a okay. weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. Truth be told, I forgot how our intro went, and that's why I did that. But um, <laughs> I was if so you want to, so if you want to hit us up, you can at No Wait at NSNM Podcast Jesus on Twitter. Um, or with the hashtag NSNM, which you never do, because I asked last week if anybody had any topics, and nobody came, actually one person came back with something. Nobody cares about us, it's okay. Uh, alternatively, you can also email us, there's really no point in me checking the email, but I'm going to do it anyway, at nosarenoman at gmail.com with all of your questions, inquiries, life problems, whatever, whatever. Disclaimers? Um, yes, I have a disclaimer. Uh, mainly for you. Uh, This episode may or may not be like an hour and a half of you just talking to yourself because I have (laughs) no idea what has been going on. Like none whatsoever. When I see that Instagram, nothing. I'd have no idea what's been going on. Um, and, and I'm not disclaimer. qualified to talk about any of the topics <laughs> we're about to talk about. Um, okay. And that's that. Well, my disclaimer for you uh-huh. and everybody else <laughs> is that I have had a lot of like built up stress uh-huh. and just general Anger, like, frustration. Yes. <laughs> yes. All of those things. Okay. And so I actually kind of low-key don't mind talking by myself for an hour and a half. Awesome. Because I feel like I have a lot of Perfect. Time. But I, I mean, not to say that I don't value your opinion. I do. I really want to hear it. <laughs> but I think I just, you know, if I end up rambling this whole episode, just forgive me. I need, I need this. That is great. This is going to work out perfectly. Okay. I'm excited well, now. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. This episode seems like we have mostly probably like 99 percent sudani stuff Mm -hmm. and like one percent other things yeah so uh should we just start with the the outside stuff sure and get it out of the way Mm -hmm. all right um should we start with some french trash just to keep it to keep it traditional to keep the traditional alive sure I don't have any okay. for you, but please go ahead. I found some uh-huh. two days ago. I am not surprised. I think from somebody's Insta, Insta story. And I was like, oh, of course, because why wouldn't there be? Because I was wondering, Okay, you know, we were talking about the World Cup, me and you, and talking about how like everybody's making the joke, all the African teams are out except for France. Right. Because France's team is like, Eight thousand percent, right? Um, spicy African, <laughs> spi- spicy. Some some kind and, of uh, spice. They're either black or North African, or right. him fishy. Right, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I was like, you know, everybody's on France's side and whatever that, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Seems like they've been kind of quiet lately. And I don't understand why. Like, I feel like... Let me find out what these people soon. have been up to. Bad ideas, Ada. Uh, 
Never, yeah, never I look would, for French actually, trash. We'll find some. I didn't even, there's a thing, I didn't even look for it. That's why it was so funny. Okay. I, was, I was thinking that, and then I came across somebody's Insta story who's not even French. Of course Shout out did. to Ahmed, like not even anywhere near that. And I read it and I was like, oh wow. Okay, well, <laughs> guess not. Okay. So, just to give you some background. Please. Last November, mm-hmm. okay, last November, um, there was a headline in The Independent, which is a British publication, mm-hmm. that said, France to change law after man cleared of raping 11-year-old because, quote, relationship was consensual. Right. I remember when that happened. And so that kind of sparked, like, this huge discussion about what is an age of consent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is a child? What right. is, you know what I mean? Um, and so then they were talking, you know, there's a, a minister, a French minister who was um, pushing for a minimum age for, like, consensual relationships and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Fast forward to Thursday, May 17th. Same publication. Okay. France votes against setting minimum age of sexual consent amid backlash. Okay. Here's okay. my question. Okay. I see you. I see you, friends. <laughs> Thanks for, first of all, I'm a Shadid, quiz. Second of all, I want to know, how do you vote against something like that? And who is voting? I am I so confused. Truth be told, because that would be I my first that, question. Why? 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 Like, why? Why like, would you vote against the argument? Something that would protect part of your population until like <laughs> your children. I'm so confused. I just I don't get the, what the logical argument behind that is. First of all, and secondly, I don't know how French law works. Right. Uh-huh. So who's voting? Is this like a, 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 I mean, I know it's not the same. I mean, is parliament voting on this? I believe. Are citizens voting on this? It's, um, I don't know. I honestly don't know, like, under what kind of law this would fall. But it's usually either, um, like, the deputies from each region, I don't know, city, department, something. Um, I believe, I don't know. I really have no it idea. Just, like I said, I'm not qualified to, today to talk about these I just don't understand. Things. Like, either way, like, in any case, it's still, the, the, the follow-up question is still the same. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. Why would you vote against something like that? How is it that you can justify a child consenting to a sexual relationship? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me also on a like uh previously colonized slash uh oppressed minority Mm -hmm. in this world like it's really rich for european countries because this isn't like you apparently this isn't unique to france this lack of age of minimum age of consent so it's really rich to me that they will, like, especially now with, with um, Nura's case. So if mm-hmm. you guys don't remember, Nura was a 19-year-old who was on death row in Sudan for killing her husband after he raped her. And the whole thing was that she did not consent to the marriage. Mm-hmm. 
and was forced into it and then basically refused uh, to consummate the marriage and her husband uh, raped her and she killed him the second time he tried to do it and then they sent her to jail and convicted her of uh, premeditated murder which is also insane right um and uh sentenced her to death Mm -hmm. right more on that later but that's just the background so when this nudist story came out all these europeans from oh my god this see this barbaric uh land with its barbaric laws how can you sentence a child to death she's only 19 and and you know this like led to a whole other conversation obviously because why not about islam and see this is a muslim country and look how they treat their women and look how they treat their meanwhile you guys don't even have a minimum age of consent right like <laughs> just like how what leg do you have to stand off the goal and the gumption the gumption don't get it it's so mind-blowing to me and it's just further proof of like again like europeans and western nations having this holier than thou attitude and this like superiority thing of like oh we're so moral and we're so whatever and we don't even need religion to keep us in check because blah 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 and whatever and france this country of like enlightenment you know mm-hmm. and oh we're so enlightened and everybody else is like in the stone age compared to us meanwhile you're okay with an 11 year old having sex with a full adult yeah but i i feel like that's a, a double standard that we as minorities also uphold because this reminds me of a couple of years ago. I don't remember when exactly. But do you remember that Sudanese girl who put a video on her Facebook page? And she was talking about, like, catcalling and sexual harassment in Sudan. Um, which was great. But then she kept saying, like, oh, so this oh. is what happened. Do you know who oh. I'm talking about now? I yes, don't want to put her I know on who you're talking There's about. no whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know who you're talking about. And she was saying, uh, oh, it's crazy that whenever I go to Sudan, this happens to me unless I'm with a man or, like, someone from my family or whatever. Right. But, you know, I live in the UK and this would never happen. And, like, right. if someone touches you, you can just go to the police. And I was like, what UK do you live in? Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am? Okay. <laughs> Um, I so that. I feel like now we have yeah. that fantasy of, you know, the West being like so progressive and look at their right. women and they're so liberated. That is bullshit. Like yeah. misogyny yeah. is universal, first of all. Um, and yeah. I don't like okay you know what actually now that you mentioned that it's true like it's hypocrisy across the board so i don't don't really have anything like to say about that but so that's that right france on their mess as usual okay nothing new right um our second and final outside topic is uh america has completely gone insane Um, actually not really because in the history of America, like this is absolutely normal. But, right. but in you know in modern times, mm-hmm. this is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know Trump 
and his his henchmen mm-hmm. have decided uh, to separate um, the children mm-hmm. of quote unquote illegal immigrants from mm-hmm. their parents uh, and placing them in detention facilities. Also, Ill- illegal, Ill- can we define illegal? Because it is legal to go to the U.S. border and seek asylum. So can we just like, I'm... Right. Okay. So, okay, so here's the thing. The Trump administration is claiming that these people are coming into the country illegally, mm-hmm. whereas these people are presenting themselves at the border and seeking asylum, mm-hmm. which is perfectly legal. Right. Upon presenting themselves to the border and seeking asylum, mm-hmm. these people are uh, detained. Mm-hmm. Their children are taken from them and detained in a separate facility. Uh, pending whatever, pending their deportation or their processing or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. The problem, or one of the problems with this, is that A, there is no, um, there's, like, it's a mess. First of all, the children, it's <laughs> a mess. It's a mess. There's, like, it's not pro- thing. I don't know how you would regulate something like they this, don't. but it's not They're properly not regulated. regulating anything, which is the whole problem. Like, yeah, no- nothing is regulated. Um, the children who are as young as like two years, mm-hmm. one year of age, mm-hmm. are being taken from their parents mm-hmm. and placed in detention facilities across the country. Mm-hmm. So not even near the border or in Texas or somewhere that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's like they're taking them and sending them all the way to New York right. to be held <clears throat> either in a detention facility that is basically cages. Mm-hmm. They're, they're sleeping on the floor. Uh, there are other facilities that are like where, like not where, like there are warehouse facilities where they're like caged off and whatever, and stuff. Um, all of this is making it near impossible for the parents to find these kids after they've been separated One. at any point because nobody knows their name, nobody knows who their parents are. Like, it's just yes. a whole ass like, mess. Like, how does a two-year-old, as soon as a two-year-old, they don't make a name, they don't know, they don't know, mama. Right. They don't know, like, I know, their government name or, like, their passport. Now, what do you expect these kids to know, and first there was of the, all? This story started with, like, 1,700 children going missing. Like, the federal government didn't know where they placed them. Mm-hmm. So the parents didn't know where their kids are. Right. The kids didn't know where they were or where, who their parents were. And the, and, the, and the government didn't know either thing. Right. They didn't know where they put them, who the kids belong to. Like, there's, there's no system for this. Not that there should be, because this is insane. How do you separate a child from their parents, especially a very, very young child from their parents. Like, how, how do you do that? Plus, the fact that kids are being brought to court mm-hmm. to, like, have their case processed. Right. But it's, like, five-year-olds and six-year-olds mm-hmm. appearing in court by themselves. Right. And these are kids, like, even if they were older, these are kids who, chances are, don't even speak English. And have no idea. They're kids. Like, they're children. Even if they did speak English and whatever, even if there was an interpreter, they're in court being told about something that they have no concept of, Mm -hmm. that their child minds couldn't even begin to comprehend. Like, it just, it's insane. 
the whole situation is insane. Not to mention that there are a lot of like scandals coming out of these detention facilities. Right. There's sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. There's ad- like mistreatment. There's at the very least illegal, um, like unlawful medicating of children. Okay. So in in a in a um, th- there was a report I read that in one of these detention facilities in Texas, it was called a quote-unquote mental uh, um, health facility. It was called a health facility Mm -hmm. where uh, kids who supposedly were hurt or whatever, they would take them there. Mm -hmm. Except it didn't really matter because even if you weren't hurt, they would still um, drug you. So to keep the kids, like, docile... They would sedate them and they would give them like antipsychotic drugs and blah, blah, blah to kids who didn't have any sort of mental health issues, Mm -hmm. no mental illness. They were just scared children. The other thing is, even if you just, okay, that's like the extreme uh, end of the spectrum. The the least, yeah, is that the officers working at these facilities were told not to touch the children. Mm Mm-hmm. So they were not even allowed to comfort them if they were crying. So right. other kids would, the kids would comfort each other. Mm-hmm. And there is like a, a photo or something of, of a child like screaming, like two year old or like whatever, screaming. And like the adults are just standing around looking at her because, <laughs> because what is comforting a child? And it's just... the. <laughs> When I tell you the whole thing is a mess, there's also a whole other layer of just absolute garbage because apparently some of the kids have been placed in foster care. They're in the foster care system, which first of all, what the fuck? Because their parents are looking for them and they're perfectly capable of taking care of them if you would just let them go. Um, Right. The old haja, but then Tanishi, a lot of these, um, I'm not sure what you call them exactly, but they're like, sen- they're, like they're not really orphanages anymore, but they're like foster centers, right. kind centers. of. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're being sent to these centers um, that are private, obviously, because what is America? Um, right. And these centers are making quite a lot of money from these children because oh, I think yeah. they get government funding. That's like yeah, they get federal funding. Yeah, that's like seven hundred dollars per child per day. So it works oh in their fa- and like one of these centers that some kids were sent to is like partly owned by Betsy DeVos's um, family. Like the whole thing. Ew. Is a mess. Oh, no. It is like I I don't know how to approach this. I don't know what to say. This is such a mess. Um, um yeah, America showed its entire ass. But is like, like is this new? It's not. And that's why I said, like, actually in the grand scheme of things, this is perfectly in line with America's brand right. of like racism and whatever. Right. Like, this goes all the way back to you know, Native American kids mm-hmm. being, first of all, uh, the reservations, that's one. Two, right. um, Native Americans, uh, Native American children being separated from their parents, uh, from their families, and re-educated, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. to make them, quote-unquote, civilized. Right. Uh, you know, you have the Japanese internment camps in World War II. Like, you just, like, it's just, 
No, but I it's mean this, this specific uh, Hinai of like separating families at the border. I'm not sure if it's new because my understanding is that before this um, Cheeto person was in office, they had child detention centers at the border for kids who would come to the border without their families. Without their parents. Yeah, right. and right. like seek asylum, like their family would just send the kids because they would have a better chance of being accepted right. across the border or whatever. Um, I don't know when the switch happened where it was just like, Fuck yeah. all of this. We're just, just gonna do whatever the hell we want. I'm, just I'm not sure. Like even on a on a tr- like even on a po- on a if you if we were to follow policy mm-hmm. or like Trump Trump administration policy, which is we don't want any of these people in here. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just turn them away at the border? Right. Why take the children and then put them because you can in make money from these children. Right. And I mean, you know, yeah. Bottom line. I mean, I guess because there's a, there's no other explanation for it. Besides, because if you're if you're you know on your podium complaining day in day out about illegal immigration and people coming into the country and stealing our jobs and what, why bring their children all the way? Why why bring them in? Just turn them away at the border. Even though, by the way, seeking asylum is perfectly legal under not only American law but international law. It's literally the only way to do it. Right. You present yourself at the border and say, "I am seeking asylum." Right. I think that they're doing the. I think part of it is obviously the business because whatever, like it is a business in America at the end of the day. And I think part of it is just really actively trying to traumatize these people who try to cross your border and like make an example out of them, hoping that it'll, you know. Hell, but a very whatever you, like immigration done. problem or whatever they call it, this invasion, whatever. And we, invasion. Um, so yeah, I think uh, uh, it's very yes. intentional, and I. It's definitely, it's definitely to serve a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. But it's just so strangely executed. And then when you see the media talk about it, and when I say the media, I mean like. Fox News. No. Fox News has just been Why do you hate yourself, Sada? Why do you watch Fox Listen, News? Listen, I don't even do it on purpose. It just like literally <sighs> comes to me. I just I don't look for it. It arrives to my plate. Hina, kidami bis. The one of uh, these people, I don't know if she was a Fox News like whatever talking head or if she was somebody from the administration. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But she basically was like, "Oh, what's the big deal? It's not even that big of a deal." Um, they're like summer camps. Summer camp have booked What do you mean? <laughs> it was just like, but how? <laughs> but in what <sighs> universe is that a summer camp? Ma'am. Okay. <sighs> there was another guy um, who was, uh, he was, I think, the spokesperson for uh, um, Trump's campaign or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was being interviewed on, ugh, I can't remember what uh, news outlet. And so the reporter is like, so, you know, we've we've been hearing reports about, um, I think, a seven-year-old with Down syndrome who was separated from his mother at the border Mm -hmm. and, like, sent away and whatever. And the guy, literally, as the reporter is talking, says, rolls his eyes and says, wah, wah. (laughs) The reporter 
stops in mid-sentence and he's like, I'm sorry, did you just say womp womp <laughs> at a seven-year-old with Down syndrome? And of course he tried to spin it and he was like, I mean, this is just, and he was like, no, 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 no. Did you really just do that? Like, how dare you? How like void of I, I feel like this country Human is emotion like are you? burning to the ground. Like, this is crazy. Remember that video that Ahmad Tariq sent to the two of us? And it was also someone... It was people on Fox News. Um, oh, oh, you're out of your cotton-picking mind. Yeah. So they had... <laughs> th- there was, oh. like, the presenter, and then you had two guys who were debating two different sides of the main question. I don't even know what they were talking about. One black, one white. Um, and then the white guy, he was like, oh, you must be out of your cotton picking. Is that what we're doing, America? Is that, is that how we're... Is that okay. the, the levels we've reached right now? Like, I just, I'm... Like, is that a yeah. thing that people can just say yeah. on TV now to other people? <laughs> this is so yeah, bizarre. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Sessions, he, like, on this whole separating kids thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he used the Bible. He quoted the Bible to, like, justify... Okay. Stopping people, like stopping people from coming in and separating kids and whatever, and it was just kind of like, what is your what is the difference between kids and like seriously? <laughs> you are literally what? using religion <coughs> to justify your policy in a quote unquote secular nation. Didn't your dad tell us this like a while ago? He's like, this guy Zaman. is basically closed. <laughs> Why is anyone surprised? Zaman. And it's true because the Republicans, yeah, and the issues hit the fan really? Now, now, wow. It's just, it's a mess. Anyway, okay, so that's that's that. All right. Way more than I wanted to spend on Same. that topic, I could have. But whatever. Okay. Um, I would like to segue into people who are in jail and unlawful imprisonment and all those things by talking about, um, let's give the good news first and the bad news later. Okay. Um, so we talked about Nuda's case earlier. Right. And gave you a little background about who she is and what happened. Uh, so her team, her legal team, appealed her death sentence. Mm-hmm. And we waited all of Ramadan to hear something, and everybody was tense and stuff. And um, alhamdulillah, her, her appeal was granted mm-hmm. and her death sentence was repealed. Right. So she's no longer getting the death sentence. Instead, she was given five years of prison, mm-hmm. um, which she has already served. So they're including time served. Oh, so she's okay. already been in, yeah, been in jail for a year. So now it's four years of prison and she's required to pay a dia of, uh, so 300 million. Okay. 
um, which is about $8,000, I believe, which is insane. Okay. $337,000 is $8,000. So I have what is happening thoughts to and questions. Uh-huh. Um, when I heard about this, I was obviously so fucking happy because... Yes. You know... Um, because what is killing a person for uh, self-defense right exactly yeah um i was really really happy and i really think that so that's already like one step in the right direction but i was also really conflicted because i still feel like this is crazy that she's getting five whole entire years of her life absolutely um, for self-defense so there's also that um, yeah. my other thoughts are I am glad that the um, momentum that was happening on social media actually translated mm. to real life and she got access to yes um, you know proper legal help and people who really really wanted to just support and help her in any way right. they could, and that's great. Um, my question is, because I believe that her lawyers are also trying to appeal this sentence, the five-year sentence in the DIA. Right. There's a thing going around about that. Yeah, people okay. are talking about that. Right. So um, if that appeal is granted, that would be great. That would be such a victory. Um, hopefully people will finally understand the, like the meaning of consent and why everyone was like so passionate Listen. about this girl. Oh my God. But, yeah, go um, ahead. Sorry. I just remembered something. Okay. Um, what else was I going to say? Okay. Yeah. So if that works out, that's great. If it doesn't, I wanted to know, do you have any idea if there's like a fund for her dia where people could possibly donate and try to help out? Right. Do you know how that's going on? Um, I'm pretty sure that there will be a crowdfunding mm -hmm. to help her pay the dia because I mean, she has no way to do it herself. Right. Um, But uh, as of yet, there is no, there's no official like GoFundMe or whatever. There's no official. So, question for that: What mm -hmm. happens if she can't pay the dia? As she in, stays in jail. What happens to other people who are in the same situation and who we do not know about and cannot help? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. That's, Here's the one uh, thing that I'd like to mention. Uh -huh. uh, well, two things that I'd like to mention. First of all, uh, I mean, one is to do with your question and one isn't. Mm -hmm. The first doesn't have to do with your question. And it is the insanity of how um, prisoners on death row are in, imprisoned. Are what? In, in, in Sudan. The, like... Nora was on death row, right? Mm -hmm. So because she was on death row, she was shackled at all times. So her hands and feet were bound at all times. Oh, why? Which, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing I can think of is that if a person is uh, facing a death sentence, they might feel the urge to commit suicide. Okay. 
But even then, that like that's such a stretch to me. That like I don't understand why. But even then, if your if your hands are shackled, wouldn't that actually help? Like, I'm. I don't know. I just I, I don't understand. But that was for that, that was part of the thing. Like, uh, sh- you know, once the judge like was like, uh, hey. <laughs> The thing is repealed. Like, okay, we're not. Or your appeal is granted. Mm-hmm. The first thing they did was unshackle her, and like all the other, all the other prisoners celebrated. Okay. So, meaning they're not shackled, right? And I'm just like, I, that blows my mind. That's the first thing. The first thing I just wanted to mention. The second thing is, it's the same as when people, مثلاً بيقبضون في شيكا. Right? Mm-hmm. You are put in prison until you've paid back the money. Okay. But if you're in prison, how are you going to pay back the money that you owe? That's my question. So you just stay in prison. Because. And I mean, in our society, I feel like we rely a lot on these like family connections. Like, you know, the whole family relationship of right. your family is going to raise the money for you to help you get out. Right. But it makes no sense. What if the person doesn't have access to their family yeah. or their family doesn't want to have anything to do with them or their family doesn't have like mindom mm-hmm. can't even you know can't afford to like contribute or raise money for this person to get out mm-hmm. then what and that i mean that's the case for her like her family i think her mother just started visiting her during ramadan but before that, her family didn't have, want to have anything to do with her. Right. And her family can't afford to pay that exorbitant amount of money. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't for people knowing about her case, like you said, there would be no, like, there would be no hope for her. She would just stay in prison. Wow, that's Which depressing. is like, that's a life wasted. Right. And how many other people are like that? Right. How many other people are going through that? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so how is it that, I mean, how many other people are facing that same fate or similar fate? Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy. And then I can understand in a place like, for example, here where like prison is an industry mm-hmm. and like people being kept in jail because they can't post bail or because they, you know, can't afford to pay back whatever they owe or whatever. Mm-hmm. That at the, at the end of the day, that's there's they're get other people are making money off of them right. staying in prison. But how does that work in a Sudanese context? Because mm-hmm. prison isn't an industry in Sudan. It's barely a prison. It's like it's barely functional. Right. So what do you gain from keeping a person in jail? It's just it's all of it. So that's that about Noura. Mm-hmm. The others, I mean, you know, like we couldn't even celebrate properly. Because there's always something else. There's always someone else. <laughs> and this is a story that I heard about literally the day I heard about Nura's appeal being granted. Mm-hmm. Um, so this young man by the name of Hisham Ali right. is a blogger and an activist who lived to Saudiya. And he was very vocal about, like, the corruption and all of the things that Al-Hakuma Sudani was doing. And he exposed a lot of it. He wrote a lot about it mm-hmm. and exposed, I think, some of, you know, like, the activities of Al-Amn and, you know, the shady stuff that they engage in and all that. Mm-hmm. 
And at some point, uh, he was arrested by Saudi authorities. For what? For nothing. Uh, and was, I think, imprisoned in Saudi for eight months. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong about the details. But Al-Muhim, eventually he was handed over to Al-Hakum al-Sudaniya. Mm-hmm. And then he disappeared. And the next time he resurfaced, he was in a hospital because his condition was critical. Uh, there are reports that he is partially paralyzed due to uh, some kind of injury that he sustained while he was in custody with an um. Nobody knows what happened to him. His family is not allowed to see him. Okay. And like, is he getting proper medical attention? Who knows? Is... <laughs> Like, is that the extent of his uh, injury or his ailment, his condition? Who knows? Right. Nobody knows because nobody is saying anything. Right. And it's just kind of like, this isn't the first, right? Like, he's not the first person to go through this. He's not the first person to be um, tortured or put in a compromising position that leads to some mysterious uh, life-altering mm-hmm. slash lethal. Definitely. Injury, right? Um, and a lot of people are talking about sort of like why aren't we using the momentum of Nuda's case and how much uh, how much attention it got mm-hmm. to get justice or like you know get attention or help for Hisham Ali, mm-hmm. which is a valid question, um, but it also leads into this other realm of sort of like. Oh, it's because, you know, he's a man and she's a woman, which I think does matter. I think the fact that he's a grown I think man so too. and Nura is a child <clears throat> definitely, like, uh, changes people's perceptions or changes people's emotional attachment to the case. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that his is political mm-hmm. also changes things and makes people uh, either more afraid to, to outwardly support right or uh more cautious more like reserved in terms of like well i mean what was he writing you know mm-hmm. is it true like maybe why was he imprisoned or why was he arrested in, in saudi maybe he did something like you know what i mean it just puts up cast a lot of doubt even though we know the history of our government and we know like we know how they operate mm-hmm. but it just gives more opportunity for people to make different arguments that sort of like distance and distance themselves from his case. Mm-hmm. Um, I can agree. Think that- I, I think um, like the, the reason why um, everyone was so passionate about Nora's case was also because it was so relatable to so many Sudanese women because like we said last time, we all know someone who was either coerced into marrying someone they didn't want to marry or Aslan because what is consent? Like we, you know, like we, we can relate. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's that. Um, In this case, I think like you said, the fact that he was a political activist definitely kind of, makes people mm, a bit like wary about the whole situation and that really is a problem because here's the thing i think that this 
government has been so oppressive for such a long time that we're all kind of terrified not even kind of like we're all fully yeah fully fully. exactly um and so nobody really wants to do that work because everyone's like what like this is never gonna change i have a life and kids and stuff you know responsibilities that i need yeah yeah um yeah which i think is more of a reason that when someone is not afraid to speak up about the corruption, this government and whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, and they put themselves out there on that line. The least we can do is support them. Word. Because we're not Word. doing shit. So at least like support the people who are actually trying to do work. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm very confused and about this, this whole, like, people who are being like, oh, but what was he really doing? And, like, what was he... Right. Just, just don't say anything. And I think, I think it's, 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 uh, it's, how do I want to say this? It's, first of all, it's a cop-out, right, to, like, blame the victim. Right. For his victimization. As always. But, like, yeah, as always. But it's also... It's sort of, ugh, I'm, I'm now completely lost my train of thought, mm-hmm. but in the same way that Asim Omar is still in jail, mm-hmm. and Asim Omar is the kid um, from Jamaat al-Khartoum who was accused of killing a police officer during a protest, Yes, I think two years ago. <clears throat> Uh, I might. I mean, I might be wrong about the timeline, but I think it was two years ago. Okay. And he was sentenced to death, even though like there was no body, mm-hmm. and there was no e- real evidence to prove that he did the crime. But he was sentenced to death for it, and he's still in jail. And so people were also kind of bringing that up, uh, like, well, why is Nuda's case getting attention? Alsan Ramad is still in jail. It's the same reason. Mm-hmm. People don't want to get involved in political issues. Right. Alison Rumba's case is also like deeply political and nobody wants to get involved in that because right. they're afraid for their lives. Yep. And people are, are scared because the government has shown that like they have zero mercy. They have zero morality. They have zero thought in doing anything to you or your family or your extended family right. to make you stay quiet. I mean, that's the same reason that people don't protest. Mm-hmm. Because they're scared of being shot dead in the street. Yep. And so does that mean that we should not support? Or does that mean justify our lack of support for Hisham Ali and Asim Ramad and all the others? Mm-hmm. Of course not. It doesn't justify it at all, but it is definitely a reason. Right. Like, it's just a factual reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I also think that gender plays a role mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me, though, clarify, because there were a lot of people messaging me about, well, you know, yes, let's use this momentum to get justice for Hisham Ali. Great. Um, uh, feminists have a, have a responsibility to support Hisham Ali because uh, other people aren't going to do it. Okay. Or to show or to prove that they don't hate men. Oh. And that was just like, okay. 
the levels what? of reach. What does that have to do with anything? And they're like, like the whole argument of, you know, p- the same people supporting Noura are not supporting Hisham Ali because he's a man. Oh my God. Which is a real thing that someone has said to me. And I was just like, mm, but no. But it's not even that. But it's, it's not that at all. Also, this idea that like we are are separated into categories, mm-hmm. like the feminists are their own like block entity, mm-hmm. and they move as a group and and work as a team. Like that's not really how Nuda support for Nuda came about. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, hey, I'm a feminist and you're a feminist, and this is a woman in prison. Mm-hmm. Let's get together and save her. It was not that. It was people relating on a personal level Mm -hmm. to her story like you said like we all know people who have been in similar situations you know on on the lower end of her right of her case some people seem really pressed about that like yeah but it's why for what like i saw that tweet where some guy was like i don't know something something about nura um I hope, uh, you know, people did this from a humanist point and not a feminist, like, stance. And I'm like, what's it to you? First of all, you don't get to decide because who are you? And also, you're actively ignoring that Nuris case was gender, like, this would not have happened to her had she not been a woman it is gender-based violence why is that a problem for you to comprehend yes she's a human being but this happened to her because she's a woman sir you know what literally because she's a woman literally because she's a woman and no other reason goodbye so like yeah but here's how i think gender plays a role Mm -hmm. in you know, our support for Nuda versus Hisham Ali. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to this. Uh, dis- Let me be very careful about how I say this. It's easier to, to view a woman as more vulnerable and, uh, you know, uh, in need of, of rescuing. Mm-hmm than it is a man and so uh you know that like combined with her age mm-hmm. makes her very much sort of like oh she oh my god she needs to be protected protect her at all costs right. whereas we see a grown man mm-hmm. who ma- you know made a choice and we automatically being, think that he can just fend for himself right 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 which is not and true so that's <laughs> right okay which yes, which is a completely untrue, mm-hmm. and and you know, but I think that sort of is part of the many one of the many reasons why we just haven't seen as much traction for his case as we have for Nuda's case. Right. Again, I'm not saying any of this to justify our lack of action. Mm-hmm. I think we're definitely responsible for getting this man justice, and we're definitely responsible for fighting for him as the people, being the people that he has fought for, mm-hmm. you know, and put his life on the line for. Um, but it's just kind of, we're just giving up the, we're just giving, we're painting the picture of why things are the way they are mm-hmm. and why they need to change. 
Right. Because our society also, you know, perpetrates that. Like we, we, we implicitly support that men right. are strong and women are weak. Mm-hmm. Women need protection and men don't. Uh, but also uh, social over political, even though the political is also social. Like he's fighting for your social and political freedom and rights. Yep. But we only see we see automatically the political aspect as being, oh, he's a troublemaker. And therefore, like, oh, I don't want to get involved. Or at the very least, I'm scared to get involved. Right. You know? Right. And when we see cases like, uh, I'm just going to segue straight into our next topic. But wait, do we know more about this case? We don't. Do we? Uh, No, we don't. We have no, I mean, I don't. And I asked yesterday for, you know, any sort of like new information. Do we know what his condition is? Do we know what's happening? Has his family been able to see him? And nobody answered. (laughs) Okay. So I don't I don't have any more information about the case, mm-hmm. but uh, you know I definitely think that we should do something about it. Mm-hmm. Which leads but me. But the thing is, to if, if next... we don't know anything about, like, what are would I'm what I do you have do? no idea what to do. Yeah, yeah. But al-dafa al-iman al-kodak. Right. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like the the least we can do is just talk about right. it. Right. Um, and the reason that people don't talk about these things mm-hmm. is because stuff like the following happened. So there, yes, um, I heard about this yesterday, but it, it must have been like a couple of days ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, a young man was um, in a car, <laughs> allegedly with a young woman, uh, driving down Shara Anil, and police were following them and asked them to stop. The young man allegedly did not stop for police, mm-hmm. at which point the police like maneuvered their car into his and opened fire into his windshield, uh, hitting him in the stomach. Okay. Uh, the official story is that they then that he had a girl with him in the car, that the car was Muzallala, mm-hmm. that he was asked to stop by police and he did not. And so they had to use... Excuse me? Force to make him stop. Lethal force? Uh, they, they shot him. Well, according to the police, they shot him and to, to stop him and then took him to the hospital where he died of his injuries. However... Eyewitnesses, oh, and police also claim that he caused several accidents in his attempt to evade police. Okay. And that's why he was shot. Like, that's why they resorted to deadly force Uh or whatever, or, you know, gunfire. Okay. Eyewitnesses. Was this version verified by eyewitnesses? (laughs) Eyewitnesses say that he was, that he was, I mean, the, the police shot through the windshield, that the man, young man came out of the car and uh, was hit in the stomach and was bleeding, mm-hmm. fell to the ground where police shot him again, killing him in the street. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing, not because it's funny, but because what the ever-loving fuck. Uh, okay. Like, what did we get in Sudan? Because this happened Wow. Because we know this happens outside of Khartoum all the time. Yeah. People are shot dead in the street all the time. We don't care about that. 
but Bill Hadid was now in in you know just pure in front of everybody. You could just gun down somebody. Here's uh, several things uh, that I think are pertinent about this story, besides the fact that you shot a man okay. in the street. One, there is no evidence of a woman. She, uh, to quote Kutuf, uh, the bulletproof woman disappeared. Okay. She was not hit mm-hmm. because there are no other, like nobody remembers seeing a woman. Mm-hmm. She was not arrested and police can't find her. <clears throat> so there's no evidence of a woman being in the car. Um, the young man is the son of Nuhan Nagar, who is a Qiyadiyah fi Hizbat Islahu Tajdeed. Okay. And police, uh, the official spokesperson of Shurta al Khartoum, gave his statement outlining the events of the incident mm-hmm. to Adar. Which, wow. if you don't know what Adar I is, <laughs> it is a newspaper, and I use the term very it's loosely. Basically, Sudani page six. It's the National Enquirer. It's, it's a tabloid. It's, it's the Sun. It's the Daily Mail. Like I don't know what to say. Okay. It's a it's a publication that has stories like uh, whatever those kinds of stories appear in Adar and this is a publication that the chief or the spokesperson of the department of police in Khartoum chose to give their statement to uh, sure why not which tells me <laughs> everything that I need to know was being apprehended by police because when he was asked to and so they were forced to uh, shoot him and when they shot him they shot him in the stomach and he died on his way to the hospital or he died in the hospital uh, okay and this is why so, People are afraid of talking because everybody and anybody is a target and can be a target, regardless of whether you are directly involved, regardless of, you know, whether you're right or wrong. If you did a crime, if you didn't do a crime, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, like somebody on Twitter said, you have no recourse. The law isn't on your side. Police aren't on your side. And people are not on your side either, by the way. Right. Because the first thing we do as a society isn't Judge. to question. <laughs> yeah. is not to question why they needed to shoot through the windshield mm-hmm. to stop somebody. Or what about having a girl in a car with you? driving down Shara and Need mm-hmm. or what about having uh, tinted windows mm-hmm. in a place where it's 45 degrees on a daily basis right what is criminal about that but the the problem is because oh my god so I think the police are 
mostly garbage in most places around the world. Um, right. I really do believe just from personal experience and from seeing stuff with my own two eyes. Um, I'm looking at you, France. Hello. Um, I <laughs> okay. like, I know that I really do believe that police is a tool of oppression for whatever Absolutely. government always like that's, that's the main point of right. protect and serve. That's no, that's, um, yeah. The difference, though, and the problem that's very specific to our country is that if the police do whatever the fuck they want, who's going to check them, though? Like, what are you going to do? Right. Like, you have no... There's no accountability. And that's what I'm Because the whole country about. is ruled by police. <coughs> like... Yeah. And so that's what bothers me about things when people are like, well, why didn't this, like, going back to Nuda's case, well, why didn't she just go to the police and say that oh she was God. raped? And it's just like, are you, do, are, are you, you dumb? Are Have you been to Sudan? Like, what? Have, do you even know how things work? Like, the same people who will say, uh, you know, uh, oh my God, uh, you're not safe and uh, Amn is everywhere and this country, and, you know, are the same people who will be like, but why didn't you go to the police? Why did you, you know, whatever. Or if the police stopped you, then you must have been doing something wrong. Are you dumb? And like we said... Or are you purposefully dumb? We, we like... We are a people who have a habit of, like, taking justice and things into our own hands. Like yep. when Harami comes to your house and tries to steal something, because nobody is going to call the police because you never. Like I'm so confused. Get anything out of when one Sudanese person, no results. give me one example of a time you needed the police and you actually went to them for help and you weren't terrified. Listen, I'm waiting. Um, give me one talking, one instance. Let me give you an instance of the opposite. Okay. <laughs> I was talking to a young lady the other day. Uh, and she was kind of just, she was like, I just had a really bad day and whatever. And I was like, what happened? She was like, I was driving. Or no, she wrote this on, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. she, she asked me to read her thing on, on Facebook. She was like, I wrote this thing on Facebook. Can you please go read it? Because I feel like I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right. So I went on there and she was talking about, she was driving down, uh, she had Abdul Tayyib, I think, or something mm -hmm. with her family, her mom and her sister. And she saw somebody run over someone else, like run over an old man in the street. A person and, like a pedestrian? Like, no, like in a car. Okay. Like somebody, a uh, hit and run basically. Oh, okay. And so she stopped, and the man is on the side of the road bleeding. The car, obviously, is gone. But I guess the person was intoxicated. Mm -hmm. So they were, like, hitting other cars and whatever, and eventually, something, and the car stopped. Okay. And uh, she called the police to be like, yo, this is just how I just witnessed an, this accident. And the police were like, yeah, yeah, we heard about it. We heard about it. We, we coming. Well done. And so okay. they came, but focused solely on the man in the car. Uh-huh. 
while the old man is bleeding out in the street. And she was like, you know, uh, my sister and I took first aid. So we were sort of like trying to like get him comfortable and telling people like somebody needs to take him to the hospital. There needs to be Zaf or whatever. Zaf didn't show up. Finally, the police come after they've apprehended the suspect, five of them, holding one extremely drunk mm-hmm. uh, suspect and looking down at the man in the street at Wageda and being like, okay, well, whatever. So then, she's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, la, la, la. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> any type of way, the man probably died of his internal injuries. And they took him to the hospital. And this is exactly like the 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 point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. The police do not care about uh, their responsibilities towards the public. So this, I mean, in this situation. Your priority is the man on the street, mm-hmm. the man who was hit. The guy who is in the car is drunk. He's not going anywhere. And one, maximum two of you, can keep him while the other three tend to this man. But they don't care. Instead, the, exactly, that's what like I'm saying. The, they don't this, care. This um, person who's clearly intoxicated that's entertaining like that's a thing that's exactly. happening but nobody cares exactly. about an actual life like they actually do not give a shit at all at, at all. all and so when we are expected to like you know uh, follow law or follow the rules these arbitrary laws of a nizam al-am that they want us to follow or give any sort of credibility to the police or to an um or to an hukuma. It's just, it's rich to me because these people don't care so, about us. Also, um, isn't Al-Nizam Al-Am based on Islamic law? Um, regardless of what this person did, aren't they entitled to a fair trial? Like, how, how is this not murder? I'm confused. How do you think... No, but like, they, they said that they did this because... Um, and, like, there was a girl... And? Yeah. At what point... Is that a reason that re- to take someone's life? To, like, what is what? Uh, what yeah? What is uh, due process? What is uh, legalities? What is what is the law even? Like, there is none. There is none. That's the whole point. And so, when you have a police force that can like do whatever willy nilly, and nobody cares, and nobody's held accountable. Do you think any of those people are going to go to jail? Any of these police officers are going to go to jail for cleaning this kid in the street? Oh, hell no. So why would we put ourselves at risk? Why would anybody who has a family and has responsibility... Exactly. When you know that... Right. So, you know, again, I'm not saying any of this to, like, justify or say we shouldn't do anything... 
I'm just saying that we need to be realistic yeah. about the reasons why people don't. And also, I would like to extend a, a little bit of the responsibility of carrying that weight to people like me, like us who are outside mm-hmm. and have the safety to like talk the shit, you know what I mean? Right. And bring the stuff to light and whatever and and not necessarily face the same consequences mm-hmm. that people you would better do. Right. I completely agree. Like yeah. I I don't know um, what else to say. And a lot of people like there's also like the argument of, well, aren't you afraid of what's gonna happen to you when you come back to a Sudan? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, look at what First of all, is what I say. (laughs) Secondly, I use my own example of like when the whole Sudan revolts thing was happening. Mm -hmm. Bruh, when I tell you I was everywhere, Mm -hmm. I was coordinating, I was tweeting, I was talking mess, I was I was out here, I was out in 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 San Francisco with a sign. Mm -hmm. My picture was everywhere, and when I came back, and my parents were like, (laughs) "It's not." (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was living for Sudan and I, like that was I was just I would just happened to be in the States for the summer. Right. And my family was like, it you're not hello? <laughs> they didn't tell me to stop. Concerned. But they were just like, should we be worried? And people for Sudan were like, yo, you're not gonna be able to come back. Mama And when I came back, Hmm. They did not look at me. Now, granted, I am a U.S. passport holder. Yes, you are. You are so, a citizen of, of the United States yes. of America. So that grants me a whole mess of privilege. Yes, ma'am. And that's what I say to other people who are in like a similar position. To me, if you want to say something, you still have, well, I don't know with Trump now. But <laughs> allegedly, you still have the uh, cushion mm-hmm. of a U.S. passport right. that pe- makes people think twice. Mm-hmm. Now, I would also like to mention at this point that it does not always work that way. And we saw that this Ramadan with the young man who came to Sudan and was beat up by an Amnagiya and had his money taken from him at the airport. And in the video, you hear you hear them basically mention. Wow. And they were stomping on him. This is Finus Ramadan. As well as the goal wow. to, to an inch of his life in Ramadan and took his money. And all he was trying to do was go see his family. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so you know, not always, <laughs> not right. always, and of course, this also has to do with the fact that he is uh, min al gharib Oh, originally, oh, and so my yeah. god. So all of this, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of factors at play. I'm saying use your privilege to your advantage. That is all I am saying. If you know that you are from a quote unquote acceptable tribe, mm-hmm. that people would think twice about, you know, hitting you up about some mess that, you know, uh, your status as a U.S. citizen or a European citizen or whatever else and your tribal affiliation gives you privilege for Sudan, Mm -hmm. then use that, please, to help other people who don't have that same 
uh, privileged or are more oppressed than you because we're all in this together, honestly. <laughs> Word. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. But don't fault people for not. Like, it just bothers me when people are like, man, that's not my muzaharat. Like when the whole Nura thing was happening, so many people were like, Are you dumb? Did you? Did he? Oh, yeah. Did you? <laughs> Why didn't you? <laughs> Why didn't you? If you feel so strongly about it. It's just like, don't be unrealistic. The, the thing Please. also is that when you have a certain amount of privilege that may or may not include living in Sudan or like, you know, being from a, a more prominent family or any of that, I feel like... I don't know. Some people Safe. are just disconnected. Yes. Yes. There is that def- definite bubble mentality of like, this doesn't directly affect me, so. But I'm still going to complain about it. But it doesn't directly affect me, so that's why I can complain about it. I. Okay. Um, you know, ah, Sudanin dal asilom kaslanin wo asilom mahamalu haiyo na kaza na hawa dalayom adin ajan. Anazi anazi tatla shari, but inta ma tatla shari, and inta zurufak bitxalik inta. Right, that's my point. It's like you have more leeway than most people, and you're still not using your privilege. Fa mungkin bas nagood yani man nazar linnas because what are you doing? Like, the least you can yes. do is just be quiet. <sighs> um, I want to move on to the next topic. Yeah. We have two more topics left, and then we're done. Okay. One of them isn't even really a topic. Uh, but it is good news a little bit to, like, soften the blow of the bad news I just gave. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so, I'm scared. You probably heard about the story uh-huh. before. Sheikh Khalwa fil Gadaris. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's who talk about this uh, raped 11 children, mm-hmm. uh, 10 boys and one girl mm-hmm. in the Khalwa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he initially was given, I think, a five-year jail sentence mm-hmm. and a, a, a penalty, a fine of 20 million, 20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I believe that through some stroke of something, he, his sentence was uh, revised, mm-hmm. and he's now getting uh, the death sentence for raping 11 children. All right. So, listen, good news for me, because if a man of God, mm-hmm. who you, people have sent their children to, mm-hmm. instead violates them and re- traumatizes them for life. And causes I believe lifelong trauma lifelong <sighs> effects okay does not deserve to to be on this nope. with the rest of us nope I'm so you know my my issues i mean i'm personally like very conflicted about the death penalty um <sighs> like on a on a theoretical basis same you know, like on a lofty sort of like philosophical, oh, who has the right to take someone else's life? And I do but, think that. I think that like, you know, governments and people and stuff shouldn't decide 
you know, who's worthy of a pardon and who's not and who should die and who should, I, I think that's crazy. But also I think that if one day I have a child and someone touches them, if I don't kill them, I hope somebody else does. Right. I hope it's the government. Right. Like I, I get right. that. So yeah, yeah. because I don't know what else to say. Yeah, that's that's that's. I feel like that's justice to those kids and their families, and one less uh, pervert. Yeah, in our midst, there are so many of them. I feel like one less one is right. Good. Our final topic mm-hmm. for today mm-hmm. is the tizzy that Sudani Twitter was on last week. <sighs> okay. When the lovely Nihad Noor mm-hmm. got married. Mm-hmm. Congrats, girl. Can I just, yeah, first of all, congratulations, girl. Uh, and may you live a life of ease and happiness Word. and love for the rest of your days. Word. Can I just Can I just say so though? So people are mad and I have one thing to say about not, this. People people are mad in a very specific way. I have one thing to say. Hal mumkin natla min libasat al nas? I'm just What is it? Listen. Excuse you? Um, I'm, I'm confused about why that I've is never seen something like this anyone's business just off the bat like who are you I've never why do you have an opinion on this anything but, like this before but please explain some first more first of all mm-hmm. Nihad, for most people, mm-hmm. is somebody on Twitter. Mm-hmm. She's a person on this app slash website. You don't know her personally. Why? Why you don't are you know in her life? Business? <laughs> this makes you me don't so know mad. anything about her except for whatever she posts on Twitter. And yet, you are so pressed. By so, this woman's very private life. Yes. Like, literally, this part of her life has nothing. I don't even know how people got found out. I, I did. What do I know? <laughs> I was like, she did? Like, I don't even understand how people found out. And when they did, I didn't understand how, what about that makes you so pressed? What do you care if she got married or not? And then... So the, the basis of all these little pressed paninis being as angry as they are is that um, how is she married when she is a self-proclaimed feminist who says that men are trash? <sighs> like, what? News that... Um, I don't know if I would say I'm a feminist just because I have so many qualms with so many feminists out there. And I like, I don't want to be associated with that. Um, white feminists. I'm looking at you, but fair. I think that 
men are trash and I am very passionate <laughs> about women's issues and I am also and with husband um surprising how is that I am so and you haven't imploded Sada you're still and neither alive has he I haven't <laughs> eaten him alive like he's he's Listen. very much alive very much real very much uh safe and healthy um, I know. What does that have to do with anything? What does being a feminist, which, <sighs> let me reiterate, is a person, a person, not just a woman, a person who believes in equal rights for men and women? How does that? So equal, here's the thing. I'm never gonna get married, and I don't want to get married, and men are icky, and and. I'm not going to marry a man. First of all, <laughs> um, sure. I think Sudani guys on Twitter have this really weird idea of what a feminist is or should be. Absolutely. As in they Absolutely. think um, that feminists uh, hate men, are ugly, um, can't cook, and that their main... Um, fight in life is that they're fighting for the right to smoke in public. <sighs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. All false. All, you know. <laughs> just letting you like, know. Just inaccurate. I can be aware that women in the world face a lot of oppression and violence. Um, because that's just facts. Like if you, if you're in denial about that, I don't know how to help you, but I can be aware of that. Um, and still make the sickest gorasa you've ever had. Like, what, Listen, why are you, because cooking, like, my house is pristine you. because I'm a full ass adult. Like I, what <sighs> do you mean? <sighs> because these are the basics of being a, and I, an adult. I cook for my husband because I like him. Like, what is <laughs> Make food and so... clean a house and keep yourself together because you're a person who needs those things Forgot to survive. Like, I, like, this is so I just don't understand. Dumb. And then the other, the other, I am like, so... spin of it, of, like, see, by Nihad getting married, that means that she, you know, right, <laughs> Completely. Let's get to that. So, yeah, and that she cannot possibly be a feminist now that she's married because, you know, she found a man who likes her and so she got married and, you know, uh, basically uh, gave up all of her values and her beliefs First to of marry all, this man because that's really what it's about. This is dumb because this, this whole thing is about the whole men are trash statement. Like, if you say yeah. that men are trash, why... Like, why, why are you getting married? For what? Um, first of all, yeah. when we say men are trash, we don't mean, like, every single individual one of you. Um, although all men have some trash in them that comes from just the privilege of being a man in this world. And that's something yes. you carry whether you know it or not. Um, so there's that. But the Mabim Na'inu, she found someone who's less trash than the rest of y'all um, and who she has decided 
because she has agency, believe it or not, is right for her. And I don't what? understand how this is anyone's fucking business. Like, why are we even talking about this? This is insane. Also, if nothing else, Nihad, ugh, not that she should even be carrying this responsibility or that we should even attribute this to her specifically or anything because she is a person who deserves to live her life the way she sees fit without it affecting the rest of us. But if nothing else, Nihad's marriage proves that you can be a feminist and still not intimidate men. Why the fuck not? The, the fact that this guy thinks that being married and being a feminist are two incompatible things um, right. just says a lot about him and how he exactly. doesn't Usually. really understand what this whole thing is about. So let's doesn't understand feminism. It also is a very big indication of how he views women. Like if you think that her having strong opinions is automatically a no-go for you to be with a person well (laughs) that tells me everything I need to know like I just don't I mean at the end of the day regardless this is I think this is a stupid discussion to even be having Mm -hmm. because who the hell are we (laughs) like what are we in the grand scheme of Nihad's life what is Nihad in the grand scheme of our lives I why do we care why for what I don't understand. I'm happy for Nihad because I know Nihad very, uh, very loosely. I know her. I've met her before, mm-hmm. and I know her to be a nice person, and so I'm happy for her because she's a nice person who found love. Great. But, like, for me to, like, take on Nihad's marriage as, you know, a- an indication about how my life is supposed to go or how I'm supposed to conduct myself or how I'm supposed to treat men or be around men or how other men okay better 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 <laughs> oh my god no 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 get out goodbye close the door <laughs> like how Nihad's marriage affects people this is so dumb it's so stupid it's so dumb it's so dumb and I feel like the men who are... They're know, dumb as well. You're all dumb. I don't know what to tell making you. Making a big deal about <sighs> Nihad getting married and what that means for the rest of us and what that means for them makes me really sad because you're so dumb. Like, I don't that understand... you think it. that some stranger... Said, like, some stranger's life says something about you. What? <sighs> Are you this really? You know, طموحات, goals, مسؤوليات, Listen, please do better. This is so dumb. It's so dumb. Like, I have no other words for this. It is so... It's beyond me. And for days, Yasara. For days. For days, there were threads from both men and women explaining and dissecting God. and talking about this thing that was sparked by a Nihad Nur getting married. 
Lord. What? And like, I... <sighs> this is so dumb. I don't understand why there's a problem with saying, hey, I recognize that the world that we live in, this society, is rigged towards men. And that makes them do a lot of really trashy shit that's just the the way the world is it's patriarchy yeah, it's misogyny it's everywhere that's that's that but you can still don't. at the same time find a man who's you know what never mind don't and also is i'm so man? confused because i feel like as a woman the first people who instill that in you that men are trash and you have to look out for them are men are, are like fathers and brothers and I know what guys think about like this. Yeah. So I know where guys men guys minds go. So you should be careful. You don't know guys like I do. I'm a man. I understand that. Okay. So you're telling me time and time again that I should be afraid, literally afraid of men and their intentions and what they you know see when they look at me. But you're mad when I believe you. I'm done. This is so. And again. You don't need to acknowledge any of that. Just leave people alone. It doesn't even matter to me if you acknowledge that there is such a thing as patriarchy, that there is such a thing as, as male privilege. I don't care. But for you to, to literally like dedicate your time and words and energy to someone else. And people had like... The screenshots from like ages ago. It was so well documented. If only you would use that same energy in doing you. For something. How about that? Just you. Just just do you. Just worry about yourself. Worry about you and yours. And leave other people the fuck alone. Not even yours. Just worry about you. All of that, all that time that you had to research her and look her up and find out all the discrepancies and why she shouldn't be married right now because of all the things she said on Twitter. Why don't you use that instead? Just on anything about yourself. Take up knitting. I don't even care. Literally anything would be more productive and more useful and more logical and sensical than you being on Twitter talking about all the reasons that Nihad doesn't make sense that Nihad is a mess. Nihad, who you've never met before, who has nothing to do with you, who's not a related to you, who's never been mess. anything around anything around you, not in your circle, that not in your not immediate circle, me. not in your extended circle, not even in your neighborhood, not even in the country that you live in. <laughs> what? Anyway, I can't. Anyway, with that, I would like to say Alfi Mabrook Ya Nihad, Alfi Mabrook Ya Rai Nihad. Yes, girl. May you guys live happily ever after. And Allah Hillakum. Saraha Allah Hillakum. Why are just, people like this? Oh my God. I anyway. don't understand. Um, that wraps up our topics for today. Mm-hmm. At exactly what you predicted, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, let's move on to yes or yes, ma'ams. Mind. I have. Math. Qu- wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I have quite a few. Wow. Okay. Um, my first is a yes, sir, because we haven't had those in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it goes to, this is South Sudanese excellence that I'm shouting out. Uh, yes, it goes out to Emmanuel Jal, who Yay. just released a new album. <gasps> Did he? Yes, I need to get with the times, girl. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but we will share the link for it. Um, it is on all of your streaming uh, platforms, and you know you can buy it on iTunes, whatever, it's everywhere. And it is a collaboration with his sister, uh, who has a beautiful voice. Excellent. And the whole album is such a box. Okay. Such an entire box. Mm, like, it's a fusion of South Sudanese music with Afrobeats and all that kind of stuff. And it's just... Yay, okay, I'm excited. I've had it on repeat since yesterday, and it is, it's so good. Okay. It's so good. Shout out Absolutely. to Dahlia, who was the girl who uh, sent it, like who recommended it to mm -hmm. me, or recommended one of the songs to me, and then I went and, and, and looked up the album. Um, yeah, so go check it out. We're going to share it on Twitter. Um, cool. And uh, that, which leads me to my yes ma'am. Mm -hmm. who is related to this. Okay. Uh, it's also a South Sudanese excellence. Mm -hmm. um, a Twitter user by the name of Ava Lopa. I'm hoping, oh, I like her. Yes. I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing her I follow her and I thought that she took over the Sudan voices. Right. And that's why she's my yes ma'am. Not only because she's uh, just excellent in general and I've followed her for a long time, but also because she took over the Sudan voices account for this mm -hmm. week. And she's been telling us all about South Sudan and giving us some information. Yes, and I stand. Yes, such an important topic, such an important discussion to have. And she's also dealing with a lot of our disgusting, bigoted, mm -hmm. uh, discriminating trolls in a very... Um, oh, I haven't know, seen those. I haven't. It's but I, it, it made me realize um, that we, as people from North, North Sudan, Sudan, are absolutely mm. clueless mm. we have no idea about, about south it. sudan like uh, not not the languages the culture the food the nothing. the customs traditions the geography the nothing nothing what is she what is so, she i am glad that she's curating that account and trying to educate us can you imagine living in a country as one, as quote unquote, one society, and people know nothing about you. It really. Nothing about you. It really, I mean. Mafi a interaction, mafi a tabadul, or very like very limited. The vast majority of us don't know anything. That, that that's like living in New York, and someone in Florida is like, oh, I don't, I don't know her. <laughs> like, what is? I don't know what they do that. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's just, insane. It's insane. The more I think about it, the more ashamed I am. As we should be. What do and you mean? And then I'm like, and then people are like, but why did they choose to separate? What? Shut You mean, why did up. the people that you made completely invisible their entire lives for generations, why are they leaving? I'm, I can't even entertain that, Hinai. Uh. Like, you just... That's anyway. why I keep telling you, like, people say shit that I see on Twitter, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, what Sudan are you talking about? I don't get it. Yeah, How I really are don't you? Get it. Where do you live? I don't. What? Know. How are you so... Somebody had the nerve to fix their mouth and tell her that, like, 
you know, it's uh, unfair to say that like North Sudanese people didn't treat South Sudanese well or something like that. We were one what? country, and my I was like, so don't can like, you shut up? Can you shut up? Can, you, Can you just acknowledge that we were trash? Like, that's all. That That is all the, that is asked The government for you. isn't us. Okay, yeah. The government isn't us. You know what this sounds like? Not all white people. The, not all not white all people. Wh- not no. all white people. Not all French people. Not all, not you know, all men. We don't care. That's not the point. I'm sorry. Even on a social level. Okay, you can say the government's policies do not represent us. What about our attitudes? What about Word. our behavior? What about our interaction with Sassanese people? What about the way that we treated them for generations? <sighs> Hello? I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if this Whatever. person truly believes this or if they're just like in denial to make themselves feel better. Um, it's that because all, I, can, I, I cannot it, imagine so can exist. that you're not aware of like just the the like unfiltered racism to this day like to this through day. generations to this my man day. what are you talking about okay um this is the same uh there was a thing but like don't say zol if you're not sudani and somebody asked why and i was like because arabs for a long like for always have used the term sudani to like belittle us and demean us and whatever and like in a condescending way and it's not whatever and somebody felt the need to like be like not all arabs i have sudanese friends and my sudanese friends use zod with me all the time and i use zod with them and one other girl was like see that's not even true watch that's not even true but people just love painting arabs as racist anyway so there's no point in even arguing and i just responded good move (laughs) thank you for not arguing with me on this right like, okay, then. Uh, this is the same way that Arabs do that is the same way that we say, but oh, but I didn't treat South Sudanese badly, so that must mean that they're wrong and they're Nobody just being cares. sensitive. Goodbye. Goodbye. No. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, shout out I'm, to her. <laughs> we are the funniest people, honest to God. Like, I don't know where we get the gall and the gumption to, like, fix our necks. And say that to people who have lived and grown through this. Ep- Literally you know lived this experience <laughs> their entire. Shout Never out mind. to Ava Lopa for taking right. on this task of yes, educating ma'am. us all. Um, keep doing you, sis. You are South Sudanese excellence, and we're here right. for you. And we, we are grateful for the, the education that we actually Absolutely. Need. Absolutely grateful. Um, my final yes, sir, yes, ma'am is ambiguous. Mm hmm. And it goes out to the Hababak support group, okay. which is an online support group, Sudani, uh, born and bred, mm-hmm. for uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of young men and women who have taken on the task of being supporters and listeners to people who feel like they're, you know, having mental health issues or they're just down or they need help mm-hmm. or somebody to talk to they need emotional support <coughs> they are here for that they have get, made themselves available mm-hmm. and you know they run an account that people can message and you know get the well, help that they great. need or just get a listening ear slash mm-hmm. uh fingertips so shout out to you guys for doing that thank you for yep. recognizing the importance of mental health and emotional well-being and taking on the difficult task of being 
support for other people who may not have it around them. Right. Same. Any recommendations? Any thoughts? <sighs> not prayers, really. Hopes? <laughs> have you listened to any of the music? No. <sighs> Just all of the music, all of Just, it. No. The only thing I've heard is the is the Everything Is Love album. Uh, okay. What did you think of that? Um, could have done without Jay Z. <laughs> Same. Like it was, it was cute. It was cute. There, you know, it was okay. There was things, but it wasn't like people. Are, I think are hyping it up a lot more than I need. And I think, I mean, I listened to the read to try to like get into it because I knew they would be like extra hype. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was like, no, I like the songs, but first of all i hate this first uh single whatever it's called ape shit ape, ape shit yeah i i, like I do not like it at all um uh, yeah. and the rest of the I album watched is the video, okay <gasps> i love the video though the visuals are the on point but i'm about to send it to the group bleh. but i didn't see it but i didn't watch it this, yeah, anyway. this, I, I think my favorite one is uh on the album is uh friends <gasps> me too that's a great song because I relate yeah. on a personal level. I'm that like, one's pretty yes, good. your friends are foes and my friends are foes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right, Beyonce. <laughs> I will take that message <laughs> to heart. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's my favorite song on the album, I think. Everything else is good. but Everything like else is okay. Out of the ordinary. Yeah, like not did, out of the world. Did you listen to any of the Kanye music? Nope. Okay, I and illegally downloaded me. it because Kanye is not getting my coin. Um, <laughs> Kanye's okay. solo album is, is garbage. Wow. Um, Kanye's album with Kid Cudi is okay. There is okay. bits and pieces that I really like, and the rest of it is like, hmm, I don't know. Um, Couldn't get me to listen. Tiana Taylor, though. Oh, I did listen to Tiana Taylor's album. Girl. Don't I know how so I feel about her. it. It's so terrible. People really liked it. <clears throat> I hated it. It's so yeah, bad. I only liked, um, what was that? The Rose one? The Rose. I don't. Grew out of concrete Girl, or something. What do I know? I don't know what the title is because I didn't okay. look at it, but I just like that song. Okay. Everything else was kind of like... Mm-hmm. I thought it was really bad. And like... It kind of is usually... Because people said it was great. Lies. Who said that? Uh, lies a lot of and people. deceit. That is not true. Like, it is no. terrible. I can't get through the whole album. Nah. It's really okay. not great. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't. And even production-wise, where Kanye usually does his best work, I feel was... Support <sighs> best? How did you actually yeah is the problem yes it feels Absolutely. really makalfata it you know does I mean? feel very very makalfata you're right <sighs> so that's that on that i read somewhere that kanye wants to put out 52 albums Why? in 52 weeks um <sighs> and Why? he can oh. keep all of them each and every one every no thank one. you i am good nope. yep so there is that. Oh, I do have one recommendation, but it's so random because this is actually quite old. But okay. um, did you wait, rec- before you do that? Did you listen to Drake's album? No. <laughs> okay. 
No. I'm, like, I'm never that invested in Drake that I actually Absolutely. go listen to. Like, I'll get around to it, but meh, no, whatever. So I can wait. Not, not me. No? I'd rather sleep. No. Oh. Not interested. It. Okay. Okay. Your recommendation. My recommendation is anything by Lizzo. Oh, I really like her. I love her so much. She is a treasure. Um, I had listened to her very first album when it came out. It's called Big Girl, Small World, I think. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot about her. And then she was a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race not too long ago. She was, and she was great. She, I like, really like her. She's so cute. She just has, like, great energy, and she's super spontaneous, and, she, like, she had a blast. Um, and she has some kind of EP or something called mm-hmm. Coconut Oil. Coconut it, it Oil, is yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Um, so anything by Lizzo is great. Um, it's always, you know, about self-love and accepting yourself yeah. and it's like very uplifting and all of that. So I fucking love her. Um, her. my other recommendation, I don't know if I should say this. Mm-hmm. I'm hesitating. Have you watched Pose? Oh my God. Can we talk about this show? <gasps> okay, good. <laughs> Let's. I... <laughs> Found out about it, Basutfa. Uh huh. I kept seeing it like when I would go down the TV guide thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is that? What does it mean? It is. And amazing. then I found like a marathon mm-hmm. happening, and it was like episode two or something. And I was like, bet. It's today I'm going to find out what this is. Right. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Can we tell people what the show is about? Um, so, I don't know how many of our listeners have watched Paris is Burning, um, but it's kind of about the same thing, but in fiction form, basically. Um, Paris is Burning is a documentary made in the 1980s. Am I right about that? Uh, yep. I think think like in the 1980s or late 80s about... (laughs) Um, ballroom culture in mm-hmm. New York. Yep. And what ballroom culture is, is um, like a space for the LGBT community mm-hmm. to come together. And these ball, these, they have these balls, which are like sort of like competitions mm-hmm. um, where, as they say in Paris is Burning, you get to live out your fantasy. Exactly. And this, the the um, at least in Paris is burning they concentrate on well not in Paris is burning ballroom culture was mm-hmm. mainly created by queer people of color as well because yes. they weren't accepted anywhere and they couldn't go right. to straight clubs they couldn't even go to like regular gay clubs because you know right. they're not white and so they created their own safe space and they basically walk these balls um, dressed to the gods and there's like categories mm-hmm. and trophies and whatever. <clears throat> I really and highly recommend that people watch Paris is Burning because right. it's very educational mm-hmm. um, and it is on Netflix. I think it's still on is Netflix. Is it? Yeah, I watched it's it on, on Netflix. It's on YouTube anyway. Like the whole thing is it, on YouTube oh, in like decent quality. True. 
Um, and so the thing with these balls is that you have houses that compete and houses are basically um, fam families, families that people yeah. from these communities choose because a lot of the time they've been kicked out of their homes and they don't, you know, have right. blood relatives and whatever. So they, you know, regroup, congregate right. in little groups and they're called so, houses yeah. and there's right. this and that. And so Pose is a show created by, I want to say Ryan Murphy. Because uh, I was really scared when I heard that at first. Isn't Janet like, Mock this can also go involved? So wrong. I saw Janet Mock on The Daily Show, and I think she's a writer. She she's is. She's executive producer. Sorry. She's executive producer of the show. Right. And she's also a writer on the show. Anyway, so this show is kind of about the same thing. It's about ballroom culture and mm -hmm. different houses. And the really great thing about the show is that it's very, I want to say real mm -hmm. in terms of um, representation and things like that because mm -hmm. all of the, like the, the actors who play the roles of trans women are actually trans women themselves. Mm -hmm. um, even the, like the other, the actors who play like gay black men are actually gay mm -hmm. black men. Um, and it's just, it's very well researched. Yeah. It's very accurate. Um, I've watched reviews by people who are queer and who've watched this show and they mm. were like oh my fucking god it was about time like this is the representation right. that we needed it's right. not exploitative it's not you know um right. like it's just an actual real life show about actual shit that happened in, in, in the late community. 80s in that community yeah. with the mm -hmm. balls and the AIDS epidemic and how it affected certain people. Like, right. it's, it's so good. This show is really good. It's definitely good. Just on, like, a purely, like, from a pure entertainment standpoint. Yeah. It's a really good show. It is. Like, I came in, like I said, on episode two <gasps> the in the music middle of episode two. Ooh, the music is, is insane. This the score is, is so good. The the I, I came in like in the middle of episode two and I didn't mm -hmm. understand what was going on and I was immediately hooked. I was like, ooh, let me watch this entire marathon. Like mm -hmm. I sat there and watched the whole thing. It's a very, very good show. It is. And that's a good recommendation. Thank you right. for mentioning. Uh, I think that's it for me. And with that, our episode is coming to an end. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about um people being turned away from georgia oh my no i don't know <laughs> i'm good i mean it's bye guys bye